Welcome to the second episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Today we're going to have a lively conversation about something that I always avoid, even though it's a part of every comedy half here on Born in Trouble, because it's kind of inevitable. Inevitable. Ooh, like the Looney Tunes. We'll get to them too. (laughs) (laughs) It's about race, y'all. Today I've got my two guests with me, uh, Mr... Robert Brooks. What's going on? So we're going to talk about that time that you and I faced off in the 100-yard dash, that, that the race we're talking about? I have no recollection of that whatsoever. So it would be you talking about that. I'll just be shaking my head going, okay. I guess right. what happened. Yeah. He knows where the no, bodies are buried. That's not the race we're talking about. He knows where the bodies are buried. And from Detroit, the owner of City Wings, located... 2896 West Grand Boulevard, right. Detroit, Michigan, New right. Center area. Right down what the, up, though? Right down the street Lancaster. from Motown, Grant Lancaster. What is it? You know, I got to yeah, say, like, the architecture like in that part of the city, like the buildings when they put them up, homes. Oh, yeah. that's not. It's not just there. They, they it's all some, around they the city. Some money right? out, they had some money out there, and they were the architecture. Yeah. Detroit is one of those cities, man, that um, the architecture is really, really, it's really beautiful. Well, Detroit. A lot of it. Detroit kept quite a beating because you guys were, you know, doing too well. But we can get into that later into the in the show. Yeah. Uh, right. Because this show is about race today. And race is something that we usually tiptoe around. We may discuss as sort of a part of the conversation, but I didn't want to be one of these podcasts or one of these conversations that comes in and everything is about race because it is what it is, as you think it is. And because you think it is, that's your reality. So... And that's just my personal feeling about it. Race, of course, matters. It's not to say that it doesn't matter, but I'm that vague, I guess. So talk show before a show, and he used to do a lot of. Uh, he's a white dude, and he used to do a lot of race stuff. And you know, we'd give him his show talks today. And he's like, you know, I'm so glad. You know, we're going to address something else today because, like, it would really depress me. You know, if I thought that I lived in a city where race is the only thing that got the phones ringing, that race was the only topic, like passion thing about you know not wanting to beat the race drum all the time whatever mm-hmm. i kid you not 45 minutes later i went to the studio and they had the, the speakers out in the hallway so you could hear the talk shows going on mm-hmm. and the literal thing that i heard coming out of his mouth was if you know a slave or you know someone <laughs> who's been a slave drag them to the phone wow. and let them call me wow wow 45 minutes 45 minutes so that was probably like 20 minutes into his show mm, that's a, like he was off the rails that quickly he really wanted to avoid that topic he you really know? wanted to avoid he never wanted to avoid it i just want to i have to find the right one no wait no wait well i'll never find the right one well well i mean the- for some no matter no matter how they like it's all they know it is you know some people can't get away and usually you know it's those people. Oh, I'm. Not, that's not like that here. Mm, you know, that's right. probably Prince Charles is probably saying that right now. We're not. Not, not us. Not yeah. the House of Windsor. Yeah. Well. That would never be us. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> in Nigeria. Those poor people. Yeah. Well, Commonwealth countries. You know, another another interesting thing that I that I got reacquainted with this week. Canada is a Commonwealth country, and so are a lot of countries in Africa. All that means is we send you a check every month or every week or whatever. And that's what they mean. But race has been all over the place this week, of course, with the Meghan Markle and her situation with the royal family, which, like, Grant said something very interesting <laughs> to that. Could you, like, do you remember what you said, the first thing you said to me about well, Meghan Markle? Yeah, well, I mean, my thing about Meghan Markle is if you if you bought into it, you know what I mean? Like, if you decided to marry into the family, I mean, I, I can't, I can't really feel shit when you already know the history of these people. Right? The hell are you gonna catch? So you know the racism is gonna come out. Right. It's like me I mean, being, it's like me being upset about like you know the Nets trading Karis Levert once, uh, once. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's it's the only it's the only metaphor I know that really fits because like you know they traded Karis Levert and they traded like you know you know Jared Allen. And everything because Harden said he wanted to leave Houston. And even though I wanted my guys to stay in Brooklyn, I knew that 
what was going to happen was that the big dog carries the stick and Harden was coming over to Brooklyn. And he's there right now. He's playing right now, you know, for Brooklyn. Whether I liked it or not, I knew it was going to happen. Meghan Markle, whether she liked to be called the N-word or have her kids, like, talked about in that way, she knew where she was going to play. Right. She signed exactly. up to play there. She knew where, you know, she knew what was going on. So it's like, yeah. What do you, you feel? Know, we've, all, we've, all, we've all had bad in-laws, and we all hope for better. It happens. Yeah. I mean, the poor girl. You know, she, she, she literally but, found Prince Charming, and he just came with some bad people attached. And fortunately for her, you know, he liked that honey a lot, a lot more than he liked this family. Mm, that sugar. Yeah. So, Brother Louie, I mean, you know, he did. He he got her. You know what I mean? But I'm saying she she can't be surprised. That's that's my only that's my only thing. I mean, so we know we know that um, pretty much if you speak English, you were involved in the slave trade. Right. Right. Supposedly, his grandfather was a Nazi. Right. Right. You know, Nazi sympathizer. Right. There's a big difference with that. You actually, if you know these things about the family, mm-hmm. if you know these about the family, then you cannot then turn around and tell me that you're surprised. It's that that old, you know, you find a sick snake mm-hmm. and you nurse it back to health, and then the snake bites you, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Right. But I mean, the snake is the snake. Yeah, but you know what? She's from she's from a family of mixed ethnicity, um, and you know. There are tales all around America about vicious, virulent racists who, upon seeing that that mixed race grandbaby, drop a lot of that stuff, and you know, all of a sudden the grandbaby is cool. Like she might have thought, like once I give once I give them this air, like they're gonna calm down because everybody loves a grandbaby. Yeah, that's not always. And then found out, and then found out, like what? You're not giving us security? <laughs> like what y'all still hating like i'm about to produce this grandbaby for y'all and y'all still hating right like we know tons of people who like you know all of a sudden that that mix right came they you know they forbid the union you can't marry that n-word blah 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 and then the baby comes and everything melts away well the thing that killed me was that they pulled the security right away and that to me tells me two different things first of all like, even though I'm, I'm not into this all, all this royal gossip crap and everything, but you've seen things over the years. And the one thing that always stuck with me was the picture of the picture of um, her husband. Who was it? Andrew? And what's her husband's name? Andrew or Harry? Harry. Harry. OK, picture yeah. of Harry. That's how much I give a fuck. You know, a picture of Harry. OK. And the picture of the guy that supposedly his mom was boffing, the one that was in the that was in the uh, Royal Navy. And so, like, to me, the dude don't, he doesn't look like the king, you know? And then at one point when he was in Afghanistan, they allowed him to fly missions. You're not going to allow someone who is, like, you know, a royal family person to go and fly missions, like, that close to the crown if you feel like that is really your son. Well, he, but, you know, once, what, once William had, once William had kids, mm-hmm. like, he dropped way off the planet. Like, he was... Yeah, fifth and he's close, but he ain't that close. But he was flying yeah, he those, go live a regular life. But he was flying those missions before, yeah. before those kids were born. You know, to me, it just seems like it just seems like to me what one is missing is that I just don't think he's like the princess. I don't think he's like the Charles's son. You know, I don't think he's his blood, and I don't think that they really care. And, of course, like, you know, like Grant said, like, you know, these people, they don't have any feelings. You're not, if you're going to walk into that situation, you got to walk into that situation with, like, a hip-hop attitude. Fuck everybody. Fuck everybody when you walk in the door. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Give me my shit. That's basically it. You can't, you don't go in there looking for them to love you. Ain't nobody, they're not going to love you. You can't make people love you. So that was my whole take on the thing, but I think it was I think it was fucked up that they pulled the security right away and just left them open, especially in this time and what's going on. And if I was him, I I would I would definitely feel some sort of way because that's like them saying we don't give a fuck about you, no matter what. We don't give a fuck about you. Queen's brother can go and like you know sleep with fourteen year old girls and they cover it up. You know this dude marries a black chick and they pull the security. 
the queen is damn a hundred years old, bruh. Yeah. I mean, she's she's she probably had slaves. Yeah. Well, she, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, in reality, she probably she probably was on the cusp of having a slave. Well, they've 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 had commonwealths and territories that the people were basically in slavery. Right. And producing well, and yeah. producing goods for the British Empire. Yeah, so, but that I mean that's but well, that's what I'm saying. Their 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 whole their whole mean is built on slavery. And free labor and cheap labor. Right. Yeah. Right. So so if that's if that's the attitude of people, like you can't you can't enslave black people and in order to, to enslave black people and treat them the way that they're treated in under the guise of slavery, you have to be disconnected from them. Right. And that regaining that connection it's it's gonna it's it's not ta- gonna it work. takes generations to re- to regain that connection if you ever could regain. It's not going to work. They don't. They don't want to. They don't. They don't want to be um, questioned or put up. Who wants to go to dinner and have someone? That, it's like that's the the snooty liberal kid, you know, in a conservative family that goes like, you know, but you don't care about the whales, pop pop, you know, and, and, and like Thanksgiving, right. and meet my boyfriend Rashid, you know. Yeah. So that's the type of shit. And I guess they feel like, you know, they, they feel, feel like, like Megan is Rashid. Oh, most definitely. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, she is. She is. I mean, she from, she from, where's she from? L.A.? Crenshaw? She's from, she from uh, yeah, she's from L.A. West Coast? By way, yeah, yeah, by way of Canada, by way of, you know, but you know what? We're going to go ahead and we're going to change the subject. We're going to get off the rails because it's, there's really no meat there. I don't, you know, I, I feel bad for her. And everything to a certain extent, but like Rand said, you know what you're getting into, you know what you were buying into, and like I just wish them as much luck as anybody else out there. But you know, we know these people are fucked up, so why should we get upset? Why should we be tight about it? You know, I'm more tight about Johnny Damon, you know, and this guy seeing this guy get drunk. Did you see that? Did you hear about that, Grant, at all? Uh-uh. Johnny Damon out with his wife out in Orlando, Florida, and um. I didn't know too much about Johnny Damon. I just always, you know, I'm not really a Yankee fan. I just always right. saw him as a fun-loving guy, but it just made me, like, Google him, and I found out that Johnny Damon is quite the sexual freak and has always been quite the freak. Dude, like, you know, has, like, 15 kids with two women, which is cool. You know, they're, they're all his wife and everything, but, you know, the story that he tells in his book about sleeping with nine women while his wife is in, um, while his wife is in labor for 12 hours with his child, nine nurses at the hospital, which is like crazy. But this guy is out drinking. He's driving home. He's made over a hundred million, almost $200 million. I would guess in his career, maybe close to 150, somewhere around there. Everything pissy drunk four times over the limit, gets out his car and you know, which you shouldn't do. Please tell him to get back in the car. And he goes, well, you know, Look at my license plate. It says Blue Lives Matter. We're like down with you guys. And Johnny Damon is tied. And the reason why I found that interesting is because you take that and you mirror that against all of the violence that's going on against all these Asians, these Asian Americans and Asian people in this country over the past year. We've seen a 200, 300% uptick in violence against them because of the coronavirus being blamed for the coronavirus. And here's this guy on the other end. He gets out the car and he says, look, I'm with you guys. Don't arrest me. Pat me on the back and let me walk, let my wife walk home. And there's a lot of people. The reason why I mention this is because there's a lot of people in the Asian communities that are feeling some sort of way, like they're under attack and they're under siege. And, you know, for years we've been under siege as black people in their neighborhoods, buying from their stores, um, doing the, doing all the things that we normally do in these neighborhoods and everything. And you very rarely see the Asian community come out behind the black community. But now they're experiencing a lot of the hatred. Johnny Damon was not that. He, he was drunk out of his ass. He's probably swerving. There was a police stop. But as soon as he gets stopped and he gets pulled over, he says, look, I want to be one of you guys. So 
Yeah, I see. I don't. I don't. I don't quite understand your eye. Like, I would be willing to bet a great sum of money that this is not the first time Johnny Damon's been pulled over for drinking and driving, uh-huh. and that he has used. He has played the. I'm a Red Sox. I'm a Yankee card before, and it has worked. Uh-huh. I can so understand for him to that. jump out of the car now and 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 drop it again, like yo, look at my plate. Blue Lives Matter. I'm with you guys. Like he's playing the millionaire card. Like he's jumped into into that other strata. You know, just like there's a story about um, Pat Ewing okay. uh, in the paper today, uh-huh. and he's mad because Garden Security has been stopping him everywhere he goes. He's been walking around at the Big East tournament. And some of the security guards have been like, hey, can I see your credential, blah, blah, blah. And he's all hot about the fact, like, yo, in my, in my jersey hanging in the rafters here? Right. Like, aren't I that dude? Like, why are you stopping me? Like, mm-hmm. Pat Ewing forgot, like, yeah, you Pat Ewing, but you also a black dude walking around in a space where nobody's supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. there's some person who thinks it's their job to stop you. And, and it may not be personal, Patrick, but you a black dude walking around in a space you ain't supposed to be in. But is it really not yeah. personal, though? Yeah, didn't they do the same thing to uh, Oakley? Oakley, yeah. Well, didn't he have the same kind of? Didn't he have the same kind of relationship with? Uh, well, that's the, MSG. Well, that's the reason why the Knicks can't get any free agents. Okay, because <laughs> no, that's the truth. Because like you know, Charles Joe, Charles like you know, Charles Oakley is like the, he is like the like you know lightning rod at this point in time, because he's been out because he. Because of what happened to him and Charles Dolan. Charles Dolan is the biggest clown, first of all. Is it Charles or is it, what's his son? Is it Charles? He's Charles. Yeah, Chuck Dolan. Chuck, yeah, Chuck Dolan. The guy's a fucking clown. You know, all you have to do is, like, you know, um, Google his, like, video of his band. He's got a band. Yeah. Or he used to have a band. Where's, well, I don't know. Performing a whole lot here in the, in the, in the COVID era. What's wrong with having a band? I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a band if you're decent, if you can hold the cord. <laughs> so his band sucks. Yeah. yeah. But see, but see, you can't make that <laughs> distinction. Like, you know, his band isn't good, but he's enjoying himself. Like, yo, if you, yeah. had, if, yo, if you had that dough, you might have a band too, and that band might not be good. And guess what? You wouldn't give a shit either. No, 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 Rob. If I had a band, my band would be good. If I had all that money in the dough, my band would be good. His band is terrible. But that's not why he can't get free agents. He can't get free agents because he's always going after these guys. Like, you know, like he goes after them like the most virulent fan goes after guys that they don't feel. Like, he goes after them like he's a Nick fan, and he looks at him, Charles Oakley, and he's like, uh, you know, he was an icon. He gave a lot for this franchise, but he never won us a championship, so you can go kick rocks. That's his attitude towards fans. And you can't be that way towards your former players. There are more players in the NBA that will never win a championship than that will win a championship. Yeah. So it it goes about, and Rob, you're in professional sports. You know. You know, you have to treat professional athletes with a certain amount of decorum and respect. You know, if these guys aren't running around here grabbing asses and, like, smacking people upside the head, you know, then you kind of have to let them go you let them do their thing right how many times have you seen asshole behavior you're in major league baseball that is the pinnacle of asshole behavior for reach for rich athletes i don't know if it's the pinnacle the nfl got some clowns <laughs> okay all right you know i'll well, give you that the nfl but the nfl has three to- three four times as many as many people yeah uh, and most yeah. Yeah, so so they probably I'm sure they have more, and then most of the most of the people in the NFL are most of the people in the in the NFL are black players. Right. Is that ain't, that ain't the case in baseball? Well, see, here's so, the thing in baseball: they take them in the, they take a lot of these guys when they're 18. You take right. 18 year olds, you stick them on a bus with 25 other 18 year olds and four adults. That's not right. the way that you uh, build mature, responsible adults. Okay. Like if you if you're if you imagine this, you're 18 years old. Somebody gave you, and we'll take we'll a lower round. Like well, somebody's drafted like in the 10th round, or whatever. So you know you got a couple thousand dollars, but nothing real. You got to promise that if you decide, you know, this ain't for you, they'll pay for your college. But you know you got fifteen thousand dollars, whatever. Now they stick you on a bus with other 18 year olds and 19 year olds and three adults, and 
you're being gauged on your physical performance, not, you know, not your go along, get along skills. It's strictly how well you hit, how well you throw. Like there really isn't an incentive for you to develop like a really good type Social of character skills. Stuff. Social skills. Yeah. And, you know, and then you go to these small towns, you the show. You know, a right. lot of these minor right. towns, you the show. So you get in everything. They all out there yeah. trying to trying to get up with you before you make it big, you know, trying to get, you know, trying to get swept yeah. away. Trying to get knocked up. Oh! Right. Yeah. Stop beating the heart. My brother's here. Yep. Hold on. He ain't even in yet. He don't even know yet. He don't I even know. Get my headphones. This, on, but, um, there's no such thing as there's no such yeah, thing so as late. You know. But so yeah, baseball players got their share, but like mm-hmm. the NFL dudes because of because of the money. Right. Because of the money. Like they get, you know, they get a lot of the attention. They, and, you know, like money makes people entitled. Right. Money makes people very entitled. What do they already entitled people? <laughs> it's kind of like Bill Cosby has one joke in his entire career when he curses that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Right. And <laughs> right. the joke is he said, yeah, somebody talks about cocaine, it intensifies your personality. Right. And Bill said, well, what if you're an asshole? And money's just like cocaine in that regard. Okay. Right. So, so, if, so if you're if you're already in the good old boy network, because in in order to, if you play in baseball in America, you are more. I mean, you more than likely gonna be a white boy, and more than likely, I mean, it's not it's not cheap to really play baseball. You know what I mean? It's it's cheap to go out and play baseball, yeah, but it's not really cheap to be. No, and all these all these league and stuff, to, travel right. ball, all that stuff. Yeah. No. It, it it ain't it ain't cheap. So there's a certain amount of good old boy networkness that's gotta happen. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be instilled in these young men. So when they when they turn 18 or 17 and they drafted, and then the scenario that you presented happens, mm-hmm. you know, I mean when they hit, you know, when they when they hit and make that money that Lack of decorum, that lack of social skills, mm-hmm. that good old boy network bring upbringing, mm-hmm. and that money mm-hmm. is going to turn them into Johnny Dane. Well, that's what that's what's happened to a lot of the NBA guys because you get that AEU program. So some of these guys, their feet haven't touched the floor since they were in eighth grade. People have been telling them how good they are, how great they're going to be, blah blah blah. So their feet haven't touched the floor since they were in eighth grade. Now you get recruited by these big time schools. You know, we know there's some tomfoolery going on there, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know, and so, you know, why, what, they've never been, they've never had their feet held to the fire. They create their, their social own, skills. They're creating their own monsters. And yeah. we're going to, and we're going to take this time, a quick break in this to welcome in Gene Hopkins from Los Angeles. Go ahead. Hello, finish hello, finish hello, your meal. Hello. Good to be with you. Okay. What's going on, my man? What's up, old dude? Gina's What's that? I'm getting it. I'm working. I'm Gina, working. Gina's been working and he's treating the podcast like the barbecue. He's showing up. No, late. man. I'm telling you, man. We're right on time. So the late, we're right on time. You right on time, brother. You right on time. Temporary layoffs. So we're gonna Good, so, times. <laughs> Good times indeed. We're gonna catch you up. We just basically talking about race here. And we already it's covered John, the John's all hot about Johnny Damon. I, yeah. You, okay. You know, uh, yeah, I, I heard the name, but I ain't up, man. Yeah, Johnny Damon just uh, I'm not really I'm not hot about him. I'm just pointing out the fact that like while we're so caught up in race in this country, you got a rich um Thai guy who's you know, that's just Asian. Most people don't know Johnny Damon is half Thai. They don't know what he is, they just know that he's Asian. Okay? So we so got most this people guy. know that he's a Red Sox or a Yankee, right? Right. They know, right. But that's what right. That's oh, okay. that's I'm his thing. But that's his that thing. Is. But yeah. how disconnected is he? Because he's walking out. He jumps out of his car. He walks over to the police officer. I've got more money than God. I'm Johnny Damon. You know, his wife walks up to hey, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me. All this other different stuff and everything. And in the meantime, you know, fast forward to Queens. And um, who's this one that the chick that was in the um, X Men movie, the uh, half the half Asian um, young lady? What's her name? Oh yeah, I don't know her name. I forget I don't her, know name. her name. The one that used to date Aaron Rodgers and right. everything. 
You know, in the meantime, she's putting out tweets like a couple of weeks ago talking about her best friend's mom just got bum-rushed in Manhattan because she's old and elderly and Chinese, and these guys are attacking her. You know, well, we, but we and we do understand that the that the media's narrative is that it's black people that are attacking these these Asians. Is we, it? we understand that, correct? Yes, that's the that's the news's narrative. Is, is that, that black right? people are attacking Asians? Is that what they're saying? Is that on Fox or something? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I can't really cite a source. Um, I can't really cite a source, but that's what I heard. Well, it was also people that rushed the Capitol. So it was Black Lives Matter that did that. So believe what you want. These motherfuckers are so out of touch. That's just the way this country goes. You lose your mortgage, black people did it. And everything, your car is missing, you miss a car payment, black people did it. Um, Asian, Chinese people get attacked, black people did it. It's just like this is what this is what they do. And that's why that's what makes this race, this whole race conversation so fucked up. Because fucked your wife long dick style, black people did it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, race, so but race is not really race is not really what they what they say it is. Race is something that's first of all it's made up. So yes, there are different shades of people, and it's easier when other immigrants come into this country. They automatically side on the Caucasian side of the game. They automatically go there because it's an easier road. Right? Exactly. So so every every race, every shade of people other than brown people can blend in with one another. Same thing we were talking about earlier with the Irish, the Scotch. When they first came here, they were the lowest people on the totem pole. Right. And then as time went on, they just assimilated into the whiteness that is America. Yeah. Right. So when you, as black people, man, we're always going to be the scapegoat because it's easy to, you can see us. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, and that's basically what it boils down to, in my opinion, is that they can see us. So visually we're different. So automatically it's, it's easy to blame on everything on us. Everybody has already bought into the narrative that, Black people are this, that, and the third. So, I mean, why not? Why, why not? Why not be that? Who, who, who moves someplace and says, "You know what? I'm going to align. My, I'm going to align myself with the underclass here. I'm going to. I'm coming. I'm coming up here to push a rock up a hill." Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I got side. it. I got it. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, so, like, for instance, so since we just talked about uh, Jesus. Uh, was Black Messiah and Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. We just talked about it, right? So so the Black Panthers feed Black people, right? They feed Black children. That's that's essentially what they started out doing, right? right? Protecting the neighborhood, feeding Black children, right? They become such a threat that they get assassinated. We had Black Wall Street. We had Rosewood. These neighborhoods were burned, bombed, whatever, whatever. But today, there's a Chinatown in New York that the signs on the, on the and I heard somebody talking about this earlier today. One of my mans had uh, was playing a video, and I heard the, I overheard the dude talking. But if you're in Chinatown, the signs are in Chinese. Mm-hmm. The restaurants are in Chinese. You know what I mean? So that's their Black Wall Street. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. their version of a Black Wall Street. Here in Detroit, there's a city called Dearborn that the sign, the street signs are in fucking Arabic. I, well, I shouldn't say fucking Arabic, but they're in Arabic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not a, and it's not a, it's it's separate. It's within, but it's without. Well, you know, as much, as much as they can possibly get within, but without. Yeah. So, for every other race, every other race can do it. Every other every other nationality of people in this country can do it. The reason why we cannot is they see us. They don't see them. They don't see. But what do they see us as? Do they, they don't see, see Arabs? 
No, but what do they? Well, but no, seriously, what do they? What do they, they see us as? Like you know, Gene is the bottom rung of the ladder, Holmes. They see us as the enemy. No, as I mean, more specifically, the threat to their dominance. That's I think that's and that's exactly what I was getting at. That's what they really see us as. They they don't they look at the Asian guy and look at the Asian guys like what are they doing? They're they're complaining about all these people like not for nothing like you know black people we've been catching hell, okay? Policemen for the past like twenty years, and I to me it's like it seems different because like we're all from the same generation. Did it seem like like the police were really like wilding out and kicking people's asses like that in the nineties? You know, no, it like well, kind of we saw an uptick after no, Obama. I don't think we saw an uptick. I it's think post crack, pre crack. I think you. That's I the, think you those saw are the it. different distinguishes distinguishment. Post crack and pre crack was two different policing. Okay, yeah, Richard, Richard Pryor talked about this on a special years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what we I mean? Go home and kick his dog after the cop. You know, right. his ass, go home and kick the dog. This era of social media and every everybody having a camera in their pocket just brings more stuff to the light. I'm sure it was already there. Okay. You know what I mean? This the the blue culture ain't a new culture. Mm. You know what I mean? They've been they've been kicking black people's ass forever. Whenever you start rhyming, you gotta say, "Hmm." The 1800s, (laughs) right? The blue culture and the new culture. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it's been going on since. I mean, police officers are overseers. I mean, like Karis, the word is derived from the word. The word officer is derived from the word overseer. So, I mean, we are. It's it's racist in nature. The language is racist. The teaching is racist. Africa is fucking four or five times the size of the United States. But if you look on a, on a globe, they're the same fucking size. That's Come ridiculous. on, man. Everything in this country is based on separating blacks from everybody else. Well, what I see is... That's global, though. Yeah, what I see is even globally, like now when I talk about the we'll bring Megan back in here and the monarchy back in there. It's a global thing. It's like, where the fuck do you get away from them at? You know, this guy once told me, he was like, well, why don't you go back to Africa? And I said, why? Because you motherfuckers are just going to be right there. You're going to be right behind us. It seems like all these things about culture and everything, they're called, our culture is the culture of the United States of America. It's just been changed around, you know. Right. But it's like, it is, we are the only spice in this fucking country. So, you know, Okay, I mean, the reason I'm not going back to Africa is because I'm, I was born here. My parents, my grandparents were all fucking born here. They were brought here against their will, and consequently, in 2021, here I am. So I'm, I'm as American as anybody that's in this motherfucker. Well, the truth is you don't see South Africans going back to going back to Norway or going back to wherever they, wherever those people came from. You don't see Australians going back to England or going back to Ireland or wherever they came from. You don't see that. That's not what happens. They say we're Australians now. We've conquered this country. So we are here. We are a part of this country. So we can stay as long as we fucking want to stay. But what is that going to entail? I I think that we've gone as far. The thing that I really got frustrated about when I was thinking about race is that I think we've gone as far with race in this country as we possibly can. We really have. How do you mean? What do you mean when you say that? What I mean, what I mean by when I say that is that racism doesn't benefit anyone in this country. Not any, not the masses. It benefits the same people, the same like one percent of people. And that 1% of people, they're not even all white. They were all mixed up around the country and all around the globe. So racism doesn't, it doesn't benefit. I had a conversation with the woman today. I went to a tea shop. You know, I went to go get the fresh herbal teas and everything. We had a conversation. And this lady was like, you know, well, I'm a libertarian. And we had a conversation about Trump. And this is in like one of the, one of the more Caucasian areas of Long Island. So it's like that's all those people that all those people that were riding up and down the streets with the Trump flags and all that other stuff. And I and I told them my point of view, which was simply like if Trump would have just handled the the um the virus, he'd probably still be president right now. 
And how fucking sad is that? You know, in this country that all these people have to hold on to is racial things. And I think Rob, you said it a little bit earlier, if you don't have, you don't have any identity, your identity in this country is being white. And what I said to her was that the difference is that people used to identify with their jobs 30 and 40 years ago. They don't have their jobs. They don't identify with the place on the hill. We can say the same things in these shows over and over, and it's because they're fucking true. These people don't have an identity, and they're just looking for something to connect to, and what they've connected to is hating black people, hating minorities. But it doesn't do them any good either. They're not going any place. We're just but, all just... Well, but it gets them through their day, and that's all they're looking for. Does it get them through their day? Lot. Apparently it does because they keep doing it. Apparently. Not, sure. not every, guess what? Not everybody's about getting better every day. Not everybody's waking up going, how can I be the best version of myself today? How can I be a better my, version of myself today than I was yesterday? Can we get these cats all out of the way? Can we get like a consensus where we can get people who just want to just like live and do their thing? And the, just... the, the, the 1% needs those people. Yeah, they have to have them. They're, they're, they serve a purpose, man. As long as they are talking about that, they're not looking at the people, you know, these Mexicans come and steal our jobs. Oh, really? You mean the guy who moved your job overseas? He didn't take your job. That guy who has zero power, who got here by sweat, he took your job. No. It's not possible. Not even plausible. I I don't know. I think I'm just tired of, like, the lack of reality. Because, like, you know, they're not connecting. But it, it is their reality, though. Like, your reality is whatever you believe it is. Like, it doesn't match your reality, but their reality is whatever they believe it is, man. Right. And they, they, can't, they can't admit, they can't admit that racism doesn't exist because the, the admission that it doesn't exist just cements the fact that in a, in a country that's, in a place that's built for white success, they're a failure. And that's hard the, pill to swallow for a lot of people. That is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. I'm black and that's tough for me to swallow. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's, it ain't built for you to succeed. It's built for them to succeed. No, it's tough Everything for me to leave that alone, John. I mean, it, it's tough for me to swallow them not being successful. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> them not being successful. I'm glad that you amended that. Yeah, no. I mean, listen, I mean, I'm doing okay. I'm not doing great. I'm not doing fantastic. But I'm, I'm not exactly like, you know, scraping the shitter either. Yet. Yeah. It's all relative. It's all relative. Right. It's all relative. Right. Guess what? You can be you can be very successful and not have a goddamn dime in your pocket. Yeah. Like the success. Yeah, if you don't if you if you don't uh, relate success to finances, you well, can be. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm talking about you could be a I mean that way I'm a millionaire. With a squeegee on a corner and call yourself successful. And, and that's case. the case. I've got shit that I've got money to spend. I got coins for everyone. As a black man in this country, can you really equate success with money? I don't think you should. Is that, is that true? A true measure? Because not in my opinion. We're not in those, in those circles, right? Well, someone yeah, a, someone asked me a very interesting question today, or it was actually a couple of days ago. They said, when are you going to go ahead and open up your go, a bank, you know, your black bank? And I, I was, if I was really interested in opening up a bank, I would have opened up an Ed Jones franchise 13 years ago when I was offered the chance. And my reason for not doing that was that I don't want to be invested. As soon as I become invested into this system, then I basically have to change my whole philosophy. I have to agree with it. I have to now. I have to root for all the things that everyone, everything that's bad and everything that's wrong. And to me, that's not something that's worth the money. But for other people, they're like, <gasps> you know, that's like a like thought process. But I would never. It's like it never crossed my mind because when you when you own it, you run it. And I could get in it. I could do it. Sure, I could do anything I set my mind to. I got but that type of appetite. But then you're in the game. But right, then I'm in the game. And I'm you're not in the game. And the, the rules are set up by them, and you got to. But, I mean, you might be doing the show from St. Bart's instead of Brentwood. I'm, I wouldn't be doing the show at all right now. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'd be like getting like, I'd be getting rubbed down with coconut oil right now. <laughs> right. Looking good, Lewis. Looking good, Winthrop. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling good, Billy Ray. That's exactly where I'm at. 
that's what I'd be doing. I wouldn't be in this. But I mean, I'm in this for a different, I've got different, I, everybody's got their reasons for the, to do the things and make the decisions that they made. Everybody makes decisions based upon what's best for them. I respect you cats. I respect most of my friends, almost all my friends, and almost all my friends have more money than me. And the fact that y'all still can call me friend and everything, I think that's pretty good attribute to, you know, what it is. You know, I know a lot yeah, of cats. Man, you counting my money, huh? I'm always counting your money, bro. I might need a loan. <laughs> you counting my money? How do you know? <laughs> I might need a loan. You know, but this is but this is what it is, though. We, I mean, we all we're all men. We all do our own thing. And I like I, I say that joke like me and Rob have been friends for like damn near fifty years. I don't think I've we've never really borrowed money from each other because you know that's not a basis for a friendship. That's like those are things that we just know. Certain barriers and certain lines you just don't, you try not to cross. And that's just what it is. Yeah, none of my loved ones are off limit. <laughs> and I think you have it. I'm coming. <laughs> but, I, but, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't feel bad at all because I give it the same way. There you yeah, go. I feel you. Like that's that's, that's the my thing. thing. Like, you know, you try to build, you try to build your community. Yeah. Like right. it don't it don't do no, it don't do nobody no good if all you doing is pumping yourself up. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I I thought about around. I thought about that when the stock thing came around and I I hit up my I hit up my brother and I hit up my sister. I was like, "Yeah, listen. You know, this is what's going on blasey blah." And they were just like, you know, like, "Well, you've never called me before." you know you've never offered me this and i just basically like i knew that was going to be the response but i was actually thinking like you were just thinking rob about building your village i'm like you know what we do a lot of different things we do a lot of different things for each other i won't get to like you know how it balances out it's really me me and my brother more who i'm not actually speaking to right now we're not actually on speaking terms right now because of whatever but I still the love flow him. of life. Evan flow of life. Still love the still love the dude. You know what I'm saying? He's still my brother. But we do things for each other back and forth and whether it goes one way or it goes the other, that's your fam. And I you know, I want my fam to I want my fam to succeed. I want my fam to ride out and everything and do well. If I'm gonna do well, I want y'all to do well. That's it, because otherwise I'm gonna be stuck on an island by myself. I never understood this. I have to be the only Negro. Thing. I just never, I don't get it. I don't get the one Negro in the room like philosophy. I don't get that whole like, you know, thought process. I don't get the one there's got to be on top of, you've got to be on top of people. I don't think people understood that, ever understood that about me. Because like, I guess like when I was younger, I won a lot. But it's like, I never really look at it, looked at it like I won. I just looked at it like, you know, that's just like the way the game's played. Let's go on to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Only the assholes like, you know, really like, but then those assholes are, it, it is what it is. Now I'm talking in circles. Squirrel. Yeah, a squirrel, because I'm going in circles, right? <laughs> 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 going in circles. I just got distracted. I'm sorry. One of y'all, one of you brothers is going to have to pick up. Man, damn, man. Smoke gets in your eyes sometimes, man. Shut up. Dang, I thought somebody was cutting onions in here for a second. I, want, I just up. want y'all, I just want everybody to win. Antoine Fisher moment. I don't understand why everybody can't. I don't understand people who don't want people to win. I just don't get it. Some I, people see it as zero sum. Like, it's it's easy, yeah. man. Yeah. That's the, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's a white mentality, bro. That's not, that's not our mentality naturally. Yeah. That's a learned, that's a learned behavior. So you're saying yeah, I'm a natural we, Negro. We are, we are naturally. Black people are naturally community-based people, bro. Naturally, we're community-based people. Well, not all, but, it, you know, some. By, by and large, naturally we are. But and, the thing is, we get brought up in the system that is not. Right, you get brought up in the system and you're taught that this is, this is the way you should be. You shouldn't be based in the community. You should be out for self. And it like I said, it's, it's a learned behavior, man. Like that's 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 what this country is this country is built on selfishness. I they mean it's, America it's is home and agree. Yeah. It's home and agree. Yeah. So yeah, it is. Well, so th- so let me ask you, because and I have this dude that pops up in the on my Facebook 
uh, friends. I've never met him before. Dude attended uh, Hampton, I think. Right? So they be mm-hmm. going back and forth with some Howard Cats and shit about this and that. Shit I don't, can't relate to because I didn't do that whole experience. But anyway, uh, he uh, he always starts talking about bridled capitalism. And, you know, for like years now, probably five years I've been hearing it come from his perspective as to, you know, what's needed. And I keep telling him, that's like, you know, uh, Diet Coke. I mean, what's the difference? I, I mean, it, it, so if you continue to drink Diet Coke, you, <laughs> you know, if you drink it in excess, it's still going to produce the same result. It's, it's watered down Coke. It's the bridal capitalism when capitalism actually teaches to run faster, jump higher, and, and uh, you know, make more money than, than the next person. That's what you learn in every cultural thing around you since you're a baby just about in this country. Right. You know, right. and so it's in you. It's in your fabric. No one said give you a lesson on it. It's actually in your fabric. How do you bridle that? Is that possible? That's the question. Is that possible to bridle capitalism? I think, well, let me say this. <clears throat> so as owner of City Wings, 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> as <laughs> owner of City Wings, right? Yeah. Every decision that I make for City Wings is not based in money because that's not my thought of for city wings is not yes it is to make money but it's not for me you understand like so the people that i employ mean something to me right so they need to they need to make enough money to be able to live you know, so I so I pay them probably more than I should. I well, buy a better. How would product. you define should? Well, I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> should according in to terms business one hundred and one. Right, according, yeah, okay, right, yeah. according to business one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I don't base every, but I work. You know what I mean? I work 60, 60 hours a week. You know what I'm saying on the fire department. So. I don't need City Wings money in order for me to survive and do what I have to do. So because I'm not because I'm not living on it, I'm able to give more back to my people. You understand? That's, that's socialist. So to me, that's what City right. Wings is about. That's City, right. Wing, City right. Wings is about my my thought for City Wings was that I, I I got a huge family. My thought for City Wings was that my 22 cousins that I have would all come down, we would and we would be a fucking monster conglomerate by now. Ooh. But of course that didn't happen. So right. the, the two the two cousins that I have had since day one, I've had them since day one and I've had another 17 cousins work there for some span of time. Mm-hmm. Some for a couple days, some for a few years. Mm-hmm. But eventually they all fall off because nobody back to what to a, a quote from Rob, nobody wants to be that martyr. Everybody wants to get theirs right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they want to count, you know, there's been times that my people wanted to count my money. You can count my money, but you gotta count my money from Detroit Fire Department. Because things money is all going back to y'all. People don't understand that. But they, they think when they see that cash register ringing, that I'm just I'm money in your pocket. Right. I'm I'm fucking going to the Barbados and Spain. I'm I'm just jet setting all around. You see me working on day labor. Like everybody else. On right. day labor. Right. <laughs> you see me, you see me there as much as you see anybody else. But that's but the model that they're used to. Right. And I, I get it. Yo, man, big ups, man. Yo, that that's a hell of a vision. I never knew we had that in common. You know, I got like 19 first cousins out here in Cali, and I thought I was telling them to call me Jesus. I know it's blasphemous, <laughs> but I was, telling, I was telling them. I know I was telling them they may as well call me that because I came to raise the motherfucking family up. And I mean, I'm talking about yo, man. And you know what? You know what? Real. I mean, experience told me after a while. What? You can say it all you want. But if they don't believe the shit, pissing in the right. wind, yeah, man. They don't want to pissing in the wind, man. Well, you know, it's, man, it's, it's rough. 
It's funny you meant. It's funny you say that about like uh, City Wings because like, there are reports that there are some um, companies that have gone like pretty much all employee owned. So that way the CEO only makes a couple of thousand hours more, maybe 10 or 15,000 hours more than the general manager on them. And all the money goes back into the employees and these models have worked. A lot of these companies, they grow and they fluster and they, and, and they, they do well because those companies actually offer what companies used to offer 20 and 30 years ago, retirement plans, fair wages, things of that nature. And if you were to try to do that now on a massive scale, they would call you socialist or they would try to break it down because they don't want that. That's not what they want. That goes against the model. But that's really something that this country really, in order for it to really prosper, it would need people to really move toward those types of models of businesses where everyone's where everyone is an owner. And then when everyone's an owner, as soon as someone walks in the table, that means you, you can't be prejudiced under that, under that site because, like, you know, the black truck driver may be an owner, too. You can't be fucking him up just because you want to. If you fuck him up because you, um, want, your, you want your cousin to come into the job, you fuck the whole company up if you do that move. So these are the things that these are working models that could actually work in America today. That should be tried. Uh, then how, then how do you have your IPO? Like that's a lot of the problem with the, with a lot of these corporations that you got to drive stock value. Right. You know, everybody wants to get, you know, get their IPO going and you know, that model doesn't feed, doesn't feed the beast. Well, I can imagine that the beast would probably come in at some point and offer to buy them out as an IPO just to get rid of them because and they don't. When, and then once they do that, then it's back to the status quo. Right. So somebody, you got to keep it. You can't, you can't build it up and then sell it because if you sell it, the people that you sell it to, they, they bought it for a reason. The problem is that people don't extract cash. The problem, the problem is people don't have the will to do these things. They don't have the will to allow this company to grow and fluster and keep it in like, and give it to your next. Everybody always wants to cash out. Everyone wants the quick sale. They want the money. And it's what's taught. It's what's taught. It's well, what the American one, it's what's way taught, is. But two, like, you know, I know a couple of people who, who are in family businesses. And the problem is you can't family businesses because unless the people Boom. earn it, it doesn't mean the same thing to them. Exactly. Boom. So they wind up screwing it up. A lot of, a lot of family businesses get screwed up when you, when you pass it off to the next generation. Why not? I, like, I know one dude, his family... He's, he was the fifth or sixth generation to run his family business. But what they did was at 18 or 22, whatever, you had a choice. Like if you want to be in the family business, you got to get a master's degree. And then you got to do a three-year internship within the company. And they shipped you to all the different parts. If you survived that, then you took your place on the masthead. Okay. But if you didn't, if you didn't want to go through the hassle, then they just gave you a check. See you later. You're not in this. This ain't you. Take your check. I'll see it Thanksgiving. Right. And that's, you know, because they realize quickly that just handing it to people because of the bloodline doesn't work. It kills the business. And that's, well, I mean, that's the business of America though. You just described the business model of America, people handing them business year after year to weaker, to weaker underlings. But the way that they fixed it in this country is that they've made these people and they've made it impossible for a lot of them to fail. And that's what the IE, what the what the uh, stock offerings are about, really. You've got idiots who own stock, who own like massive amounts of stock that are massive, massive millionaires, and they think that they're they think that they're really most intelligent people on earth. When in reality, the reason why they have that stock is because their generations were smart enough to recognize that they may be too stupid and would lose it all if they didn't do that, if they didn't give and make it a corporation. So that way, the best person, or at least a a a um, competent person, be put in charge of the company. Go ahead, Grant. No, I'm just so. Right on capitalism. Right right capitalism basically, is basically uh, capitalism with a socialist safety net. Right. Exactly. We exactly. take capitalism, right? I, that's my argument. That well, ain't capitalism. But guess, no what? It's, guess what? Well, we, we're, what we're practicing now ain't capitalism. It's not capitalism either. either. Right. Really? 
Because otherwise, these these companies get the money. Because otherwise, these, these social so these, the but these handouts to these corporations wouldn't be happening if we were practicing oh, right. capitalism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 When they when they build out companies for corporations, banks. Right. All all these bailouts should never happen. Right. So so it's not it's not it's not a this is not a true form of capitalism. But even I mean, regardless to that fact, right, there has to be somebody got to someone has to take the stand to make somebody has to be the change that they want to see. Right. And that's right. That's that's what that's what City Wings 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. True. (laughs) That's what City Wings is, in my opinion. You know what I mean? At least it's a start. But I have I have a daughter, I have a daughter that out that refuses to work at City Wing. She would rather deliver groceries on some, you know, uh, for some app mm-hmm. than work at the family business. Why? I I can't explain because it's not her dream. Right. It's not what she wants to do. You know what I mean? The, and I mean this is this is all of the, all of the. I can't say it's all. This is most of the cousins that I've had that work there. If if I had the infrastructure in terms of personnel, you mean my family? Yeah, mm-hmm. we we could have we could have had two. I've had opportunities to have multiple spaces, mm-hmm. but I can't have multiple spaces because I don't have a, I don't have a, the manpower mm-hmm. or the, I I don't have the ability to staff them with who I need to staff them with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dude, but all I mean, of this, just... all of this shows how very American we are, because if we were, you know, Indian subcontinent, not Native American, but we were Indian subcontinent or Asian, there wouldn't be a choice. Right. You get your ass in the door and you work. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a uh, some Arabic cats on a on a hamburger joint right next door to mine, and their employee base is. 80% family. Mm. And they have they have I want to say they have four locations right now. Mm. But I mean it's it's a, it's a small company. Right. You know what I mean? And when you a small company, the margins are small. You know what I mean? Like competing against against uh B dubs or uh uh wing stop. Uh, yeah, Wayne stop or whatever. For me to compete against them, like their pockets are way longer than mine. My product, their product is decent, but their pockets are way longer than mine. My pockets are are decent, but my product is fire, mm-hmm. right? But I can I can't I can't overcome them. Price of wings is I paid three hundred five a pound. I get I get Amish wings, so my wings are are the best wings that you can get. Three oh five a pound for Amish wings. I can't, and I can never raise my prices enough to compensate. When I when I started City Wings, I was paying eighty nine cents a pound. Okay. Now I'm paying three oh five. So I can never make up that money. You know what I mean? There is no triple. There's no triple tripling my my number. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, like, it's there's a, a hard ceiling as to what people are gonna pay for wings. Right, right. And and I mean this this is not this is not racism. This is just the way America is, right? If you a small business in this country, it's designed for you to fail. See, it's it's part of the design because most people don't have the the safety net. Behind them, and financially, they don't have a safety net because in order to build it up, it generally takes all of the capital that you had in the coffers. Mm-hmm. So once you get to the point that you're open, you don't have a cushion to be able to build up the business to the point where the business is rolling and can make money and support itself. Right? I was fortunate enough to still be on the fire department, so I was working. I would work my twenty-four hour shift at the fire department. Get up, go take a shower, go to City Wings. Mm. And then I would come home, crash burn, and then do the same thing the next day. I would I would be back at the firehouse for 24. Mm-hmm. And then I when I get off in the morning, 
take my shower, go up to City Wings and work there for 12 hours. You know what I mean? It it ain't it ain't an easy grind. See, but it's something that you had that I had to do in order for it to be 10 years into the game right now. 